once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat the best trick Hey, I'm Scott, and welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where each episode is an attempt to help you quickly understand and apply wisdom in all things. That would be in the mind, body, and soul. I search and sift through some things that I hope you'll find very interesting, pull them together to provide you something bite-sized that'll really help you out. And on today's episode, that'd be creating a meaty, meaningful morning. I'd written an article some time ago on becoming a morning person, and in that article, I said this, feed yourself first. This puts you in the best possible position to help others. You get what you need, and you'll be able to provide what others require of you. To this end, you want to reserve the best, most productive time of the day for yourself. So what you're really doing is cultivating nourishment. Although it's been official now for, what, a couple of weeks? I'm once again an early morning outside on the porch guy. That combination of rising early, the sun coming up, the burst of cool, fresh air as I open the sliding glass door to go outside and think deep thoughts is like being transported into another world. This wonderful world that presents itself annually and in Illinois only lasts like a few weeks typically until the heat and humidity make it even challenging to go outside in the morning at five has become my morning oasis for my holistic approach to leveraging this best part of the day. As I mentioned, I've written previously on the importance of this time that we have before we really get going each day But now being able to add the perfect location to the mix makes it all the more pleasurable. I highly recommend it. Find that perfect location, regardless of the season, and then double down on it. Because location, location, location. I was recently talking to my son, Roman, about having a mind-body-soul morning. That is, getting the most meat for the money from your morning. In fact, it was that conversation that prompted me to, to make sure you are properly warned against enduring the consequences of a lopsided morning. That's what we're talking about. Because a lopsided morning leads to a lopsided day. By lopsided, I mean focusing on only one area of your life to the exclusion of others. My sense is that there's a tendency to elevate exercise, for instance, over the time you need to spend thinking, or most importantly, feeding your soul. Morning should be a all of the above propositions that you benefit from nurturing your mind, body, and soul. A meaty, meaningful morning consists of a routine that nourishes our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. Otherwise, as I mentioned, our morning is going to be lopsided. And as the morning goes, so goes our day and ultimately our lives. This is what I mean by referring to wisdom in all things as quickly understanding and applying wisdom in all three areas, mind, body, and soul. However, in order to have a meaty, meaningful morning, I'm not only insisting that you include those three areas, but that they need to be ordered most effectively. That is why when putting this into practice, I would recommend reversing the order, actually. It's a soul, body, mind morning is what we're talking about. You may already have a morning routine, and that's a good thing, but is it well-rounded? Does it include these three crucial areas of mind, body, and soul? By ordering these three areas correctly, we start with soul. Our anchor for the day is having God's perspective as we prepare to face whatever he chooses to allow into our lives. So what I would like to do is offer just two things that could help you improve this area. Or if you're needing to establish your quiet time with God, this could serve as a starting point to build upon. I refer to it as soul prep. This precedes a a more in-depth Bible study, for instance. It's like a warm-up before you start exercising. In Ephesians 1, Paul prays for the Ephesians, and it really is a prescription for how we can prepare our hearts for more in-depth, rigorous study. In his prayer for the Ephesians, he starts by asking 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. That's found in Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. I've highlighted six lines from that section of scripture that could actually be a prayer to prepare your mind and heart for whatever you'll be focusing on specifically in your Bible study. Put it this way, ask the Lord to give you first a spirit of wisdom, so the ability to discern, understand, and remain biblically intentional. Secondly, that he would give you the revelation in the knowledge of him, that he would reveal himself in our quest to know him more. Third, a heart that is able to see. Things aren't always as they seem. Allow God to give you the right heart to see things as he sees them. Fourth, a renewed understanding of the hope that he has called you to. The hope only he can provide is our confidence and inspiration. Come what may, we always have every reason to be hopeful. The fifth thing that Paul points out as he prays for the Ephesians is a reminder of the blessing that we are to God. God delights in our delighting in him. We have been purchased and we are his inheritance. Lastly, the confidence knowing that his immeasurable power is for you. With God, all things are possible. He is committed to transforming you into the image of his son, demonstrating his immeasurable power as we walk through any valley and reach the highest mountaintops. So that's kind of the soul prep that you can use as really a starting point to your quiet time with God, this soul area that we start with in the mornings. Another idea I would offer as you establish or reevaluate the first area of, of soul is changing up or freshening your approach to the revelation in the knowledge of him with one of these options. As with other recommendations I'll make, there are a number of different ways to go about this in this particular context. And this is the point. It, it may be time to change things up to spark interest, renew motivation, ignite passion, because change can be a very good thing. So here's a couple of different things that you can use to maybe change things up, freshen things a little bit as you approach the soul area in uh, your meaty, meaningful morning. Consider scripture memorization. I highly recommend the topical memory system from the Navigators. It is a complete scripture memorization system, uh, focusing on areas such as living our new life in Christ, proclaiming Christ, and relying on God's resources, among other things. Another idea is a deep dive into a passage. A really good place to start learning more about the process of digging deeply into God's word is by spending some time at Desiring God and watching Look at the Book with John Piper. It's like having a one-on-one -on -one masterclass as he dissects scripture. Third idea, character study. We hear or read the stories in the Bible, but don't always understand the full backstory of the characters. There's a, an article from Insight for Living that I link to in the transcript. You can get the transcript at uh, wisdominallthings.com. It provides a really good overview of how you can focus on one character of the Bible to better understand them as a person, their backgrounds, their motivations, that kind of thing. And lastly, another idea, word study. This is similar to a character study, but you're focusing on words. Uh, there are now quite a few free online Bible study tools that can help guide you through the study of the Bible. 
And there's an article from the Gospel Coalition that I also linked to in the transcript that takes us through the process of a biblical word study. So those are four ideas that you can maybe use to just refresh your morning routine, your soul area. And having started then with the soul, we move on to body. And I don't spend a lot of time in this area of of physical exercise, except to say that I found the compounding effects of just my regular routine to have yielded key benefits. And again, I'm not really working out. I'm exercising. Okay. I'm not talking about a two hour full body daily, no pain, no gain regimen, just that you're consistently doing right by your body with exercise and nutrition. So that comes right after soul. Part of starting with soul is that it necessarily focuses on what is most crucial and foundational to our day and lives, but it is also a peaceful way to wake up. In my experience, that soul satisfaction provides a nice bridge into physical exercise, which then allows us to best leverage the last area, mind. You've probably read about how physically moving the endorphins, you know, the blood flowing, these kinds of things help us with our cognitive activities, you know, mental agility, that kind of thing. So it, it naturally, I think, flows from that peaceful wake up, soul satisfaction, you move into to body and you're, you're having whatever you have to drink as you kind of wake up and start exercising, get your, your body moving, and then your mind is ready to think. And the time that we spend on the mind should only be about work towards the end. So I'm not talking about setting aside a time to, well, to think about work. It largely should consist of engaging in really a fruitful process of reading, listening, and or watching that fosters personal growth in the areas of your life where you want or need to improve. Then maybe you can roll off into what you're needing to accomplish in the day at work, that kind of thing, but really focus on those things that you want to improve, that you need to improve personally. Of course, some of this kind of thing will be done in the area of soul. However, here's the way I look at it. If soul is focusing on what you are to be, mind is about focusing on what you're to do. Okay, That's how I differentiate those. Here you're nurturing your interests, you're developing understanding and furthering skills around how God has gifted you and what he has called you to do. And it's more than just work. With all three of these areas, be sure to capture the understanding and insight in some form, on paper, electronically, in order to plan how you'll intentionally use it. This is a crucial part of wisdom. We are to skillfully apply what we've come to understand is right and good. And... A good way to exercise that is with purposeful creative expression. So even going beyond you know writing this down, exercise it in a way where you're actually expressing it, the understanding that you have. For instance, with soul, you could take what you've learned and develop it into a tool, a lesson, or a short article. Body should be more than just exercise. Have you ever wanted to box? Be better at jumping rope. Maintain your soccer skills. Same goes for mind. How is what you're reading or watching positively influencing how you communicate or express yourself? So in other words, what we take in must have an outlet. So we want to be sure to do something specific with what we're acquiring. So I'm suggesting you do that creatively. To that end, I had recently come across the idea of of creating a vision board. Maybe you're familiar with this, where you map out visually where you are headed, essentially. The way that I understand it, it's like the board game Candyland. You can use images, pictures, hand drawings, quotes that map out the steps you'll take to get where you need to go. 
it seemed like an interesting new way of visualizing our journey that is plotting out where God is leading us through how he's equipping us in the areas of mind, body, and soul. It's a way to visually represent your vision statement, if you will, for your life. Creating a meaty, meaningful morning requires that we nurture the areas of souls, bodies, and our minds in that order. There's a good deal of room for flexibility and creativity, but the investment in these areas will ensure that we're well-rounded. And that's what I hope you'll take away from this. By nourishing our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being, we'll not only live the right life, but we'll best position ourselves to do our best, to be our best, to offer our best. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to spread the wisdom around. It's wise to share. Tell a friend about the podcast. Send them over to wisdominallthings.com. Give a thumbs up. Leave comments. All those things are wonderfully helpful, so I appreciate you doing that. Thanks again for listening.